Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of AdMail. This is Adam Bergman, founder of IRA Financial. I'm here to help you find the answers to the most frequently asked questions from my clients about self-directed retirement accounts. If you want to learn more, you can subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow us on social media. Just search IRA Financial. Do you have questions about moving an IRA from another custodian or about the mega backdoor Roth 401k and your solo 401k plan, or even investing or transacting with your IRA and your spouse's IRA? Well, I got answers to all these questions on today's episode of AdMail. Hey everyone, Adam Bergman here, tax attorney and founder of IRA Financial, and I got a great episode for you today. So before I get started, just wanted to wish everyone a happy and healthy new year. So without further ado, let's get started. Question one is from Janet Y of Plano, Texas. And Janet wants to know, I have an IRA LLC with another custodian. I want to move to IRA Financial. How would I do that? Well, Janet would love to work with you. Great question. Uh, we have flat fees, no account valuation fees, no transaction fees. And guess what? Starting in 2022, no wire or check fees. Pretty good stuff. So pretty simple. If you have an IRA LLC, a checkbook control LLC, it's actually super easy to do a in-kind rollover. So if you have an account at Custodian X and you want to move it to IRA Financial, all you need to do is do an in-kind rollover. You don't have to transfer the assets in the LLC, thankfully, right? All you need to do is amend your operating agreement to show the owner of your LLC is not your former custodian, but now it's IRA Financial. So we will amend your LLC operating agreement for free, showing that the new owner of the LLC is not your former custodian, but IRA Financial, which will then move the ownership of those assets to IRA Financial. If you have a bank account, you don't have to change anything. Why? Because the bank account is in the name of the LLC. It's not in the name of the IRA. So doing a transfer of LLC assets is super easy because all you need to do is transfer the ownership of the LLC. The LLC still stays intact. So for example, if your LLC is called Blue Sky LLC and it owned the piece of real estate, all you're doing is changing the owner from Custodian X to IRA Financial. Blue Sky still owns the real estate. Nothing changes. All we're changing is the ownership. Now, on top of that, if you have cash in the custodian account, you'll simply just move the cash tax-free from your former custodian to IRA Financial, but don't worry about having to change title of the assets. So if Blue Sky LLC owns 15 pieces of real estate, you don't have to do any type of quit claiming, any type of deed transfers. All you need to do is simply amend the LLC operating agreement of Blue Sky to show it now being owned by IRA Financial. Since the title of the real estate is not in the name of the IRA, but in the name of Blue Sky, and Blue Sky is still Blue Sky, it's not dissolving, it's simply changing its owner. Just like Apple, right? Apple has hundreds of millions of shareholders. When shareholders change, nothing changes in Apple, right? It's still selling iPhones and Macs. It's just an ownership change on the shareholder ledger. Same thing here. In the case of the IRA LLC, the ownership is changing, nothing else changes. So great question. Janet, thank you very much. Second question is from YouTube. 
I want to do a mega backdoor Roth 401k in my solo K. Should I set up a separate sub account for this? So we are in 2022 and the Build Back Better bill, which sought at least, I could say in past tense, maybe, to eliminate the um, backdoor Roth IRA and the mega backdoor Roth 401k, that has not passed the Senate. So it's in a dormant state, I should say. It certainly could be resurrected, but as of today, it's uh, dormant. So you can still do mega backdoor Roth 401ks for 21, and technically you can as well for 2022. So how do you do this? Well, when you do a mega backdoor Roth 401k, you're basically converting after-tax account or funds to Roth. So in a solo K, there's three opportunities or three contribution options, I should say. There's employee deferrals, there's employer profit sharing, two, and then third, there's the after-tax um, component. Now, most people will simply have two buckets. They'll have pre-tax and Roth buckets. So your employee deferrals can be pre-tax or Roth. Your employer contribution could be pre has to be pre-tax. You can then convert to Roth. And then if you do the mega backdoor Roth 401k, you can convert after tax to Roth. So technically you only need one account, right? If it's just you and you can keep proper accounting, you can have one bank account for employee deferrals, profit sharing, and then after tax contributions. Now I suggest personally, based off my, you know, 12 years of experience in the 401k world and 21 years as an attorney, I like clarity. I think things are easier when they're neat. So what I suggest is have pre-tax and Roth accounts, have sub-accounts. So if you're going to do a mega backdoor Roth, contribute that to the pre-tax account, even if it's treated as an after-tax, you just don't want to contribute it to the Roth and then move it to the Roth. Now, the cleanest approach would basically be to have three sub-accounts, have a pre-tax sub-account, a Roth sub-account, and an after-tax sub-account, only if you're doing the mega backdoor Roth. This way you can clearly show the contribution into the after-tax bank account, and then the next day you can move it to the Roth 401k bank account, or from the after-tax bank account, you can move it to a Roth IRA. So technically the backdoor Roth 401k is still alive as of the taping of this podcast, which is January 3rd, 2022. Things will change. I, I assume the Build Back Better bill will pass in some revised format in 2022. Not guaranteed, but pretty sure. So to be, uh, I guess, continued, but as of today, the mega backdoor is still alive. So what I would do is I would have a separate account for the after-tax. And again, we can help set this up for you at Capital One. There's no additional fees to set up a separate bank account. It just makes things neater and clearer from an accounting standpoint. So that's what I would do. I would have pre-tax. If you're doing pre-tax employee deferrals or employer contributions, I'd have a Roth. If you're doing pre-tax Roth, uh, excuse me, employee deferral Roth. And then I'd have an after-tax bank account if you're doing the mega backdoor to show uh, a converted uh, amount. Just think it's much cleaner and neater. Um, make your life a lot easier if you're looking back uh, two, three years trying to figure out what you did. So that would be my suggestion on that question. So thanks again. Third question is from Lynn Y of Stockton, California. And Lynn wants to know, I have a self-directed IRA LLC. So does my spouse. Can I buy her self-directed LLC interest with my IRA fund? So it's a great question, Lynn. I could probably do a podcast, a blog, a video on this by itself. The short answer is there's no guidance. Right now, the IRA is not deemed a disqualified person. The Build Back Better bill 
has a provision that wants to treat the IRA as a disqualified person. So if that gets passed, then I think these transactions could be deemed prohibited, even though there's technically no personal benefit since the funds are going retirement account to retirement account. But as of today, the, the IRA is not deemed um, a disqualified person per se. So as long as you can show that there's no self-dealing, there's no conflict of interest, technically you can transact your IRA with your spouse's IRA. Again, if it's a fair market value arm's length transaction. If the Build Back Better bill passes in its current format, there is again a provision that would um, state that an IRA or retirement plan would be a disqualified person. So in that case, if you're transacting your retirement account with someone else's retirement account, um, your retirement account's disqualified. And since it's your wife's retirement account, it could be disqualified barring an exemption under 4975D. So right now, Lynn, I think you can do it. It's a little risky, uh, obviously, because you got to show fair market value. You got to show arm's length. You want to get it valued to show there's no conflict of interest or self-dealing. But if Build Back Better passes and that provision sticks in there or remains in there, uh, stating where, that the IRA is actually a disqualified person, I think it makes these transactions uh, way more difficult and potentially even uh, prohibited. So I always say if you can... I would not try to transact um, IRA to IRA with a disqualified person um, just because I think it opens up uh, the door just a little bit for IRS attack. Yes, it's clearly better than transacting with your own personal funds or the personal funds of your spouse. But again, anytime you have disqualified people in there, even if it's an IRA, there's some risk, less of a risk than dealing with personal funds. But that door is ajar and leave some wiggle room for the IRS to come in and stick their nose in and kind of see what's going on. So um, just be cautious. I obviously will update all of you if Build Back Better passes and if the IRA provisions I mentioned, uh, for example, the elimination of the backdoor Roth IRA and the mega backdoor Roth 401k, as well as the provision that stating that uh, an IRA uh, is a disqualified person or the, the IRA owners, a disqualified person, um, you know, that's something I, I will definitely keep you abreast of. But as of now, I would tread uh, cautiously, Lynn. Uh, again, anytime you're transacting with a spouse, there's risk, less risk with a retirement account, but still, there, still nevertheless, I, I would be somewhat cautious. A uh, lot cleaner if you just transact uh, with a third party. So I hope it was helpful, Lynn. Thanks again for your questions. Thanks everyone for listening. If you're watching on YouTube, um, appreciate it. Subscribe if you haven't. Uh, our channel you know, great content. I spend a lot of my time on content. We drop four to five videos a week, three podcasts. I do an Adam Live every Wednesday, 12 Eastern Standard Time. Um, if you're around, check it out. If you're not, don't worry. You can just catch the replay. But if you do subscribe, you'll get notified when I go live. So, you know, if you're hanging around, bored, um, in your car or whatever, you, you can, you know, watch or listen and maybe learn something about self-directed retirement accounts, IRAs, 401ks, investments, some fun stuff. So um, check that out. Otherwise, happy, happy new year. Hopefully 2022 is a great year. We get finished with COVID and we can get back to living. I think we're on our way. Uh, with this um, Omicron, it seems like it's going wild. Everyone's got it. Um, and, and most people, at least everyone I've spoken to, uh, has, has got through it you know, relatively well. So hopefully the virus is getting weaker and we can just you know, get back to living because it's been almost two years and, and I'm done. So um, otherwise, 
Thanks again for listening and uh, let's make 2022 a great one. So take care and talk to everyone again next week. Thank you.